The Dallas Cowboys were bullied in Buffalo. Can they bounce back? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are breaking down the Cowboys' loss to the Buffalo Bills in Week 15. What was going on with the run defense? All of the missed opportunities they had in this game. And then can they bounce back in Week 16? Lena, let's just start with our initial impressions from this game. Uh, What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it feels like uh, it was a situation where the weather was worse than 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 it was being, I don't know, not reported, but I guess the, the numbers, the stats that were being produced, right? Like in know, some eight, ways, in th- some yeah. ways the weather was worse. In some ways, it was better. Like it didn't rain until fourth quarter. Yeah, it, well, I, I would say that the weather was better than we anticipated, but like the conditions on the ground were worse than advertised. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to be like, clear about that. Yeah. So I, I feel like it, they said that the, the, that it was eight to 10 miles an hour, eight to 10 mile an hour wind. But I mean, it sounds like there were huge gusts. And honestly, like the reason I even say that is because just look at the, the passing performances across the board. Like it's not, not even just Dak, but 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 you know Josh Allen had a terrible day throwing the football. I think he was seven of fifteen, had ninety four yards. He six point two yards per attempt. That's down a yard and and, and uh, from his normal uh, numbers. Uh, and he had negative ten uh, CPOE. So like he he threw ten percent lower completion percentage than uh, expected uh, versus sure. the average player. So I think you know keeping that in mind, it was basically a day in which. Uh, you know, neither team could really effectively throw the football efficiently. It, it, it came down to who could run the football better. And I think that that question got answered pretty, pretty quickly that, you know, James Cook specifically was not going to be stopped by Dallas. And I think we could talk about why that happened. I think, you know, we'll, we'll get a little bit more answers when the all 22 came comes out. But I, I think, uh, I think a lot of it's missed tackles. I think a lot of it was just kind of uh, uh, guys on different levels of the defense. It, either way, it was such it, it was such a case that the Bills were able to run the football, have drives kind of continued and buoyed by Cowboys' d- defensive penalties, and you know what? We get into the second quarter, and the Cowboys are already so far behind that they have to try to fight pass to try to win this game. In a, in a day in which, you know, no one could throw the football. So, obviously, Dak had a very inefficient day with a whole bunch of uh, attempts. 
Uh, and it, you know, that kind of snowballs as the, the Cowboys had very little, uh, uh, margin for error to try to come back in that game. Uh, and as that started to slip away more because they couldn't stop the run, uh, you know, the Cowboys got more and more desperate and what happens when you get more and more desperate, uh, you know, bad play starts happening. So, you know, it's a familiar tune, honestly, it's, I mean, it's, it's something that the Cowboys do to teams all the time too. So. Um, yeah, it was it was incredibly frustrating, and it's and it's like you know stressful and painful to watch as a Cowboys fan. All right, let's talk about the run defense going into this game, Lana. The Cowboys were actually six in the NFL in DVOA against the run. Like they were a pretty good run defense team. However, you're starting to see there are certain types of teams that give them problems on the ground, and those teams are. <laughs> the running team, because let's go to the 49er game. The Cowboys did not get gashed on the ground against the 49ers. They, they actually did a really good job of stopping Christian McCaffrey. It's the teams that have the quarterbacks that also can be threats as runners that give the Cowboys a lot of problems because they can they can hold the defensive ends up enough with some of the RPO stuff or some of the, the read option stuff, and the Cowboys just had no answers at all for Buffalo's run game. Well, and also Dallas, you know, continued to play nickel almost throughout the entire game. Like, you know, even when even when Buffalo was coming out in heavy personnel packages, Dallas was answering with nickel. They were just so desperate to try to stop the pass. Um, well, I also they think they made a mistake. They, I, I think the Cowboys valued Dalton Kincaid as a receiver more so than a tight end. And I think if yeah. they would have went to a little bit heavier packages – I think they probably could have done a better job of stopping the tight end, but oh yeah, or stopping the run Absolutely. game. But they they thought Dalton Kincaid was a weapon in the receiving game, which he has been up to this point. But he did nothing in this one. Well, no one did anything in the past game, you know. It's, so it's like, yeah, at a certain point, you feel like you know, convert to a more heavy defense, and then see, and then take your lickings to see if they, if they even show up in the passing game. So, uh, yeah, I think that the Cowboys kind of played, you know, their normal uh uh game on on defense and and it just really backfired them in a in a situation where you know they're they're setting up to to stop the pass when in reality the conditions on on the ground were stopping the pass they needed to try to find a way to stop the run and and again i think that they would have had better success if they had executed better i i i think that you know they they had guys you know at different levels and it it created room for cooks to kind of pick and choose his spots to find holes and then you know there was just a lot of broken tackles there's just a lot of missed tackles uh that chances where they had him uh you know they played the run correctly but they didn't bring him to the ground so you know and when you do both of those things you know you're gonna you're gonna have performances like they they, they the run defense did uh, just to be clear, James Cook has been doing this to a lot of teams this year. Now, this was obviously his biggest game of the season, but there was a game against the Broncos earlier this year where he absolutely shredded them. But the reason they didn't win that game is he had three fumbles, and that's unfortunately what the Cowboys couldn't create is any negative plays in this one. And well, what, they could create them. They just couldn't get the ball again, well, which is, you know. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so how how concerned are you about their run defense moving forward? Do you think over the next three weeks with you play Miami, who has already run for over 2,000 yards, and I believe the number is 29 rushing touchdowns Miami has just with their running backs this year. You play the Lions in week 17. We know about their run game. And then obviously going into the playoffs, how concerned are you about this run defense? Well, I mean, I'm certainly concerned. I mean, like, I, I think a, a running attack, 
that wouldn't have been a successful like winning formula if if there if it wasn't contributions from the Cowboys offense, right? Like and we'll get to I, them I, as well. I think that you know it it was the combination and and even for Buffalo, they needed penalties to extend these drives, right? So as dominant a performance as it is on paper, you know, with with the run game, they still needed help and Dallas's offense of inefficiency in order to win this game the way they did. So I, I am concerned about the run game. I think that it, that the, the numbers are concerning for a very good reason, but it still doesn't like uh, make the run game suddenly more uh, uh, important than the pass game. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Cowboys offense was able to be efficient the way that they normally would, I don't know if that running performance would have made a difference, right? But sure. I, I, it's, it, the Cowboys have got to find a way to better play the run on an, an efficiency on a down by down basis. I think having you know Hankins back eventually will be that. I also think just kind of giving more deference to the run, which I, I, I think you know, especially now going forward, is something that the defense will do. Simply because you know you know it's coming against Miami, you know it's coming against Detroit, so. You, you I do, but at the play same the time, run more, yeah, right? which probably plays into Miami's favor. And we've got plenty of time to discuss that game. But all yeah. of a sudden, now you get more one-on-one opportunities with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, which is terrifying. Uh, if they're, if they're playing, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, all right, we've got a lot of things to discuss in this game, but I want to talk about some of the missed opportunities the Cowboys had in this game against the Buffalo Bills. Next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, and they might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is so quick and easy. They've even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even simpler. Uh, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Lena, let's talk about some missed opportunities in this game because for as bad as the score was, the Cowboys had chances to keep this game close, not only just to keep this game close, but to win this game, I, I want to run through a couple of them really quickly. So in order, on the first drive of the game, uh, Demarcus Lawrence on third down gets a roughing the passer. We can debate whether it was a valid roughing the passer or not, but that ends up being a four-point penalty. Josh Allen was throwing the ball away on third down. 
Buffalo would have had to kick the field goal. Instead, they get the touchdown. Possession two, the Cowboys force a punt. Great. Possession three, the Cowboys force a punt. Uh, then they, they get the Sam Williams block punt, which should have been a block punt for a touchdown. Instead, it turns into a, a new set of downs for the Bills. They go down. They score a touchdown. On the fourth offensive possession of the game for Buffalo, the Cowboys force a fumble on Stephon Diggs, and they recover the fumble. They get it at midfield. Mike McCarthy fails the challenge. Uh, Buffalo goes down and scores a touchdown. That's just on the defensive side of the ball. A couple of those things go your way. You're talking about a completely different game. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I think you know there's a lot of talk about the McCarthy thing going around, but that one to me, like they didn't give him a replay and they they hurried up. I feel like that's tough. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's probably you're you're, you know, you're throwing a flag, hoping that there's something there without knowing. It, it, yeah, and and that's kind of rough that you know the the home team uh, uh, video operator couldn't give us a, a replay in time while they were on uh, hurry up. That's well, I th- but I think they actually get the feed from Fox. I well, thank you, Fox, for yes. uh, again so they, not, not getting us the time. They're waiting on the TV broadcast, and they they didn't get into us until after the next play. So appreciate that, uh, and uh, and you know I really appreciate that. I think you know, look the the, the block punt thing. It's like. You know, I just I hate that call. Like I, I just he 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 made the he made the play. If he made if he had made the play, I I would hope they would not have called that. But yeah, no, they wouldn't. I mean, have. I, if you block the punt, the punters, it doesn't matter. If you yeah. if like even if you just touch the ball, you can slam into the punter as hard as you want to. It's you rough. have to make contact with the ball. You know, it's rough that you make the play. It's really rough because he made the play on third down too. Like he's yeah. the one who forced the throw away, and and um, so yeah, I mean just. You know, it's a game of inches, and and those are two huge turnovers that basically got you know taken away for the Cowboys. I mean, I would consider that a turnover block punt, right? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, the penalty stuff. I mean, the penalty stuff is what it is. Like, uh, it, the Cowboys got a, a roughly the passer penalty, which the player got a lot more. Of a, of a shot on deck than than anything that Josh Allen ever received, um, so you know you you can be upset about some of that stuff, but I think really more than anything, like the the missed opportunity on those two turnovers, that to me is what felt like the Philadelphia game, yeah. where it was like, yeah, you're losing, you're staying in it, you're you're keeping it together, but then on top of that, like the thing that kind of makes the damn break is that you're also not having the ball bounce your way. You know, it's like, so I, I think that was really the Cowboys were doing a good job of trying to like, you know, play complimentary football for a little while, just to try to keep it close. Like you mentioned the two, three and outs. Um, and then obviously the punt. I mean, but when, after that second three, and out, or that second punt uh, caused, you felt like maybe the Cowboys could turn this around to have that happen and then to extend the play and then for them to go around down and score a touchdown. Like, like that, that to me felt like the kind of yeah. uh, demoralizing event that eventually kind of just broke the dam open on well, this defense. And, and it wasn't just the defense that had the missed opportunities. Let's go to the no. offensive side of the ball. Yeah. I, I'm going to run very first drive of the game. So it's, it's seven zero Buffalo. Cowboys are putting together a nice drive. Uh, Dak scrambles on that third and six. He he gets the first down. So they're at the that, they're at their own forty two yard line. They get the penalty on Taylor Rapp. Right. The the 
unnecessary roughness penalty, right? That's supposed to put the Cowboys in Buffalo territory, moving the ball. And then Zach Martin gets the penalty right now. We can, we can debate whether you're, you're okay with that penalty or not. I, Zach Martin sticking up for his guy. I'm I'm good with that. At the same time, you just got a free 15 yards. And basically now what happened was that Dak Prescott got hit and you got no benefit from it. Right. Which so you, I think that's ridiculous. You know, honestly, like, I mean, the, 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 the hit was so egregious that the guy should have been ejected. And sure, I think I basically Zach that. Martin was doing the ref's job for him. And uh, so, yeah, the fact that they called that penalty on Zach, Martin, I don't care. Like, I don't yeah, care if it's fine. like, like, I don't care if it's a reactionary penalty, right? Like he did, that should he, have been a penalty. No, he didn't. He, in Zach Martin's fairness, he didn't throw a punch. He didn't no. shove him. He belly, basically he belly bellied him. Yeah. Give me a break. Like, right, it's but, like he might, might as well have accidentally brushed up against him in the subway for right. God's sakes. Like, but it was a, it happened right in front of the official. So I, I understand why they threw it, but I didn't love that call. Let's keep yeah. going on that drive though. So yeah, next play, Dak hits CD Lamb for 15 yards. Uh, Pollard has a nice run. It's second and five at Buffalo's 38 yard line. Tony Pollard has a really nice 10 yard run to put you inside of the the 30 yard line for Buffalo. Tyler Smith gets a holding call second and 12. You lose two yards in a run third and 14 Dak gets sacked. And now you're out of field goal range. So it's just like one of those things of if they, if you don't get that holding call there from Tyler Smith, you might be scoring a touchdown and it's a seven, seven game. Worst case scenario, you're kicking a short field goal. Instead it's seven zero and things start to spiral, spiral out of control after that point. Or alternatively, the refs call one of the four very similar holds that yeah. Micah Parson was involved in in that exact situation where a guy has got his hands on the outside of his jersey and is preventing him from moving the uh, moving away from his spot. You know, it's yeah, it's it just like that's just how it is sometimes. Like the you know, like and you know, we've talked about the refs are terrible. The NFL refs are horrible. It's just that's just what it is. Like it, it, it's not even just the Cowboys. I mean, look yeah. around the league; everyone is upset with the refs they're they're awful the the the, the offside the the offensive offsides thing that like it's never been called anyways i won't get into all that but the point is is that you got to find a way to overcome all that you got to find a way to take the refs out of the picture um but unfortunately the cowboys you know were in a situation where um the the way that the game had played out they needed everything to kind of go their way in order to find a way back in this game look we talked about this all week. This was a very difficult game for the Cowboys. Sure, sure. So when things don't go, didn't go their way, or or bounces didn't go their way, that's not the reason they lost. But that's you know, it yeah. just makes it that much harder, especially when you're trying to come back. So, uh, yeah, I think it it just was a snowballing situation that you know, it's all I think all starts with the uh, lack of run defense. Uh, I'm going to give you one more play that I thought really changed the entire game. Um, the Cowboys are down 14-0. Uh, it's right before halftime and a little bit of time left. It's second and one at Buffalo's 11 yard line. Okay. You score a touchdown here. You go up or you, you go down 14, seven, you get the ball at halftime. We got a totally yep. different game. Yep. I thought this was a great chance to throw the ball on second and one because you're going for it on third and fourth down anyways. Right. Buffalo. Uh, they've got a bunch of guys in the box and Dak checked into a running play and Tony Pollard lost three yards. The very next play, uh, they Dak threw the ball to Jake Ferguson. It hit his hands. He dropped it. And now you're kicking a 33-yard field goal or whatever. Buffalo went down to the next drive, scored a touchdown. 
game was pretty much over at that point. It's just those little situations at second and one and 11 yard line. Like that's like the best situation to be in football, right? Cause you've got multiple plays to get one yard, but you also can potentially score a touchdown. You can get another first down and to come away with a field goal. There was very disappointing. That was a, a, a just terrible luck for the Cowboys there, because if you, that was the play rap made that play, I think, yes. right. Yeah. He was on, on a edge. run, bl- yep. on a run blitz. I think he was completely yep. untouched. Um, the fact that that ended up being, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but that was a play where I think there was motion right before the snap. And uh, which we could get into that conversation too. There was motion right above the snap. And I think it changed the protection right before the snap happened. Yeah. Or it changed the 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 uh, not the protection but the the you know the mic blocking call. So it, like yeah. where yeah the blocking scheme would would change, and I think no one accounted for rap and rap came in and made the play. Um, yeah, I mean you know again, I I I understand why Dak called into that 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 run because I think if rap doesn't come in on the blitz, they pick up the first down pretty easily. Easily, they're probably inside the five yard line with the new sounds. But it was just, you know, like I said, sometimes it's just not your day. Sometimes no. they call uh, the right play that's exactly going to blow up what you've called. So uh, it, that's just, I think, what happened there. And, yeah, it felt like there was like four, three or four of those different plays Yeah, uh, for the Cowboys, on specifically on offense. They, they just didn't make a single one. That's that's the frustrating part. They just didn't make a single play to help yep. flip this game. Lane, let's talk about kind of looking forward and if we think the Cowboys can get out of this slump and beat the next team on the schedule, which is a very, very good opponent on the road in the AFC. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options available, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. You can go bet on the uh, NFL MVP award race, which seems like it's coming down to two players on the San Francisco 49ers. Although I'm not sure how that works. How can you be the most valuable player? If there's two of them on the same offer, that's besides the point. It doesn't uh, seem to make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the LockedOn Cowboys podcast. Everydayers on tomorrow's show, Lane and I are going to break down our notes after watching the All-22. I'm sure we're going to have reports on the run defense and Mozzie Smith and what was going on with their linebackers. So make sure you tune in for that. But I just want to ask you, Lana, do you think the Cowboys can bounce back after this loss? Because this one is pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, I think they can. Will they? Will they? That's a different thing. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they, they, they can, and I think that they will. I, I, I don't know exactly how things are going to look against Miami this week. I'm interested because, you know, look, Miami is, like a super uh, supercharged version of uh, of a Shanahan offense, right? It's like, especially with in the run game, they're going to be really difficult. They're going to screw with your uh, with your keys. Uh, they are they've got speed everywhere. Um, you know, it, it may end up being kind of a better run matchup for the Cowboys, just simply because it's speed on speed, right? And 
Um, I think you know the, the Cowboys probably will would have better success with their nickel package uh, against uh, Miami's run game, but than Buffalo. But I think that the cow the concerning thing for me, and I think for everybody, is that here it should be is that the Cowboys still have yet to prove that they can do this this kind of game, right? And and they need to because they're going to have to play these kind of games in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to think that, you know, there's, there's a tendency to kind of go conservative on the road in order to try to prevent, I, I think the Cowboys are over concerned about b- making mistakes on the road. And that's why you see, you know, people were talking about, uh, uh, you know, kind of a stripped down, uh, offense, or at least, you know, uh, less motion and less shifts. I mean, I think that that makes sense. I, I don't know why folks would complain necessarily about that, but I think ultimately what the, the benefit gained from from stripping the offense down to to very simplified, uh, you know, just get in there and run it in order to try to prevent you know penalties and that sort of thing or or pre snap. It's not even just penalties. It's 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 the kind of thing I talked about, like. You know, when you motion, it, it changes protections and everything shifts. So it's 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 kind of keeping track of all that. And that's can be a lot, especially on the road. And I think that ultimately they're trying to strip that down so there's less be- mistakes being made mentally by the offense. But I think it's having diminishing returns. Like the 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 the, the Cowboys offense is anemic without a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so and again, I think part of it was like we said, you know, the the conditions on the field. But I, I do think that this is a larger trend that happens with the Cowboys offense where they tend to kind of lose a lot of the frills in order on the road in order to kind of make sure that they're not committing penalties. They're already committing penalties anyways. Oh, like, yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 so be explosive. You know, like the, the only thing that has ever like counteracted these uh, uh, teams that have a lot of penalties, like it, it, the reason we bring up the fact that the X team went to the, went and won the Super Bowl while being the number one penalized team is because those teams were explosive. Those teams yeah. were able to overcome those penalties. So I, I think that the the thought process makes sense to me why you would get strip away some of that stuff uh, on the on the road. But I think that the the, the strategies it's gone sour. Like we just need to try to get back to it and, and penalties be damned, try to be a more explosive offense on the road yep. uh, and try to go there. So, so this is all a long way of saying, I, I do think the Cowboys can bounce back because I don't know that that certain combination of defensive ineptitude combined with offensive ineptitude is always very likely to happen again. I, I think, you know, most cases maybe one or the other, but God, hopefully not both again, like the way we the, saw. The bad thing is, Landon, is that you're going up against a Shanahan style of yeah. offense. No, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then don't forget about the defensive side of the ball. The defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins is Vic Fangio, which if you look at Dak Prescott's history against Vic Fangio, has not been great. It, it's really it's not been very good. So that's another in some ways, this is a good a good game for the Cowboys to have after a loss because hey, you get to go up and try to you know beat beat the team and beat a system that's really giving you problems. At the same time, you're not getting a cupcake game to build your confidence back up either. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about the Fangio aspect of this throughout the week, but I think you know Dak has had pretty good success this season against those types of defense so far. Sure. Cover two shells, like, I think he's learned how to attack those a little bit better and it helps with the, the, the weapons he has but there's listen 
it's exactly like you said it's exactly what we talked about last week right where this week last week was about winning against a playoff team on the road you didn't pass that test no. you have another opportunity this week to play another playoff team on the road this time again like we said a, a, a very close uh, uh cousin to the san francisco yeah. team that you're going to need yeah. to beat uh are you going to be able to take uh, advantage of that opportunity figure some things out we'll find out I think uh, it has a chance to be a defining moment for the Cowboys. If you go on the road and beat this Miami team that's really explosive on offense, you beat a good AFC team on the road, that's fantastic. You lose this game, and I think all of a sudden we're having a very, very different conversation about the Cowboys going into the final two weeks of the season. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen of the day. Again, every day, we will be back tomorrow breaking down all of our notes from the All-22 film. Make sure you tune in for that. Uh, go check out our show on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.